Difficult investors. Oh my gosh, there is nothing worse for a syndicator, a fund manager, a business that's raised capital through syndication than a difficult investor. Dealing with difficult investors is really challenging. It's emotionally challenging and strategically challenging, trying to figure out the best mechanism in order to, do, to deal with them. This video is a blast in the past. So about a few years ago, I had a group of people that were top of their game in the real estate field, the best developers, the best real estate professionals that there were. They came to me and wanted to get specific training on how to make the transition from being at that high level of, uh, in real estate over into being a real estate syndicator. This is a video I put together for them to help them understand this difficult topic of dealing with uh, difficult investors. I know you're gonna find it useful. And in this particular video, we're talking about dealing with difficult investors. So I hope you find this video useful. When we decided to add this video, it really came out of a need to make sure that we have a tool and a mechanism and uh, to deal with some types of investors who are a little bit more challenging than others. There's always this balancing act that we have, the need in order to fill up our investments and the need to work with people that we just like a lot. So we need to find that balance. And there are gonna be times that you have investors that are a little bit more difficult to work with than others. I think it's important to start off this discussion with uh, one basic tool or one basic thought. And that thought is uh, comes from Stephen Covey's book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And it's the idea of seek first to understand and then to be understood. So when we come at things with that point of, uh, with that idea, we can come to it from a point of being able to really have an empathetic kind of ear and understand where our, in, where the investor is coming from, help find that difficulty rather than us just having trouble with them and uh, not having such a good relationship. So uh, a lot of this material comes from a great book by Brinkman and Kirshner. It's called Dealing with People You Can't Stand. Um, and that is kind of a, a you know, I, we don't want to admit that we can't stand a few of our investors. The reality is there are some investors you are gonna have that are just that way. Where people, what can we do? So. Uh, Brinkman and Kirshner identified 10 different types of people. And I present this to you because it gives you kind of a framework of once you can identify for yourself what kind of person this fits into, it might give you a little bit better tools for as you start working with them to try and understand where they're coming from and the best way to deal with them. The first and probably I think one of the most frequent are called, I call bulldogs. They call them tanks. Um, I like to prefer bulldogs because they're loud. Uh, they bark a lot. Uh, they're very aggressive. Um, 
Ultimately, they don't hurt you, but they're very, very loud and they, they bark a lot. Um, and they're constantly charging, charging, charging. The second one, um, and probably uh, maybe one of the most frustrating, are who they call snipers. Now, these are the types of people who are always just giving you a sarcastic remark or they're, they're giving you some sort of uh, rude comment. They just come in at that moment and just give, it, uh, give you some nasty nastiness just to make your day not as pleasant. Um, third, in this industry, it's pretty common to meet the know-it-all. And these can be people who actually do know quite a bit and know their stuff, but they like to show it around that they do know it all. Um, and, you know, this is certainly very common amongst your lawyers or your accountants or, uh, or engineers. Um, a lot of times we'll have these traits. Now, I'm certainly not saying that everybody who's a lawyer or an accountant or an engineer is one of these people, um, but a lot of times uh, they find themselves in that kind of profession. The fourth category are the grenades. These are people who uh, many times the best, situ the best resolution is to just sort of nod your head, say, okay, and no, it's not going anywhere, and no, it's not going anywhere. I wouldn't just automatically know that somebody is, in a, gr uh, is a grenade, but when you've seen it over and over again, you recognize that that's what they are. Now, grenades, what they do is they come into a situation, they go on a rant, and then they don't, there's nothing meaningful out of that rant. There's nothing even about what, you're what they're talking about as part of that rant. They're just upset. Then there are the think they know it all. And there's the think-they-know-it-all people. Now, these are the people who are overly cocky, think they know everything about real estate, um, but really know nothing at all. Uh, I certainly have had my experiences with these people as investors, and uh, we'll go to what ultimately I find to be the uh, best resolution for it uh, in a little bit. Um, so, another is the... Yes, people. And these people are difficult in terms of they making you a bad day. They're the ones who always say yes to you. Uh, but then um, at the end of the day, nothing really happens. They just seem to want to please you. Like you have you on the you have them on the phone and you're explaining the investment and they say, yeah, that's great. I can't wait to sign up. And then you can never get them to sign up. It's not that these people are trying to lie to you. It's that they're yes people, they're trying to please you, they don't like the conflict and they're running away from it. Um, then there are the maybe people. I'm sure we've all had our fair share of these people. And this isn't even that they necessarily say maybe, but it's the people who procrastinate, who always put the, making that decision off time and time again until you know, maybe it will resolve itself is, is sort of what they're thinking. Uh, and ultimately, it waits until it gets festered into a bad situation before you can get these people to act.
The eighth category is the blank wall. I have no idea how to deal with these people. I mean, if they want to engage in a conversation, I have no idea. So they're the people who you're talking to and they just kind of blankly stare at you. And um, I, I don't know what to say with those people. So if you have any ideas, please let me know. Um, nine is the um, are no people. These are your doom and gloom. Um, the world's coming to an end, people. Um, and then 10 are your whiners. These people just want to complain. Now, we give you these categories of people out of, out of their book, uh, mostly as a framework so that you can see, well, there's these kinds of people, because I, I think it helps to categorize uh, people and kind of understand where they're coming from before, uh, before you kind of try and solve the problem. Again, Covey's words, seek first to understand and then to be understood. If you can understand that uh, where they're coming from and how that emotion is coming at you, it's better, it's easier to get to the rationality of what's actually taking place. So what are the tools to actually do that? Well, the, there's really nine steps to dealing with, uh, with this, uh, with, with the difficult investors. First, it's listen and ask yourself, um, are they more concerned about a fact or a person type problem? What I mean by this is a lot of times people will feel like they've been slighted and become more emotional because they haven't been included, for example. That happens frequently. So if you've got a situation where you need to make a decision for your investment and for your investors, and your investors don't feel included in that, even if you've got the voting rights uh, where you don't, that's not an issue, your investors still want to feel like they're included sometimes. And so ask yourself, is this because of some personality thing where I had the ability to make a decision, I made a decision, it was a reasonable decision, or is it that they feel like, uh, feel, uh, have a problem on some more emotional or personal level? Then respond back and validate their concerns. I mean, you can certainly say, well, if I, you know, I could certainly see why you'd feel that way. And, um, you know, if I were in your position, I'd feel that way too. I mean, that's a pretty safe statement. There, people tend to be fairly, you know, not completely irrational. And so you should be able to reiterate that back and validate that concern. At least let them feel like they're validated. Don't lie to them, but let them feel like, you know, you really do understand. Listen and then validate. And then probe for reasons why they feel that way. So again, if this was the issue of not having their voice heard in a situation where you had to make a decision, you know, I would probe for reasons. Say, 
Well, you understand that under this, uh, under the operating agreement that normally this is a decision that the asset manager gets to make. And that's why we made that. Does that make sense? Um, So why, so under, in this particular circumstance, you know, why is this especially important that you, uh, that um, you had that? Did you just want an opportunity to be heard on it? Okay, and, you know, and so that way you're engaging in a real conversation. Four, summarize it back to them. And I think it's been somewhat underlying what I've been saying is assume the positive. I believe to my bone that nearly everybody is a good person. That 99.99999% of people are good people. And people want to do the right thing. And I also believe that 100% of people believe that they're doing a good thing. Now, there are truly evil people out there, but I think the evil people out there are people who just believe that they're doing a good thing uh, and for some messed up reason. So go into that and assume the positive. Assume that what they're saying is for the benefit of everybody. So the next step is stay calm. So these are intake, portion, and here's your resolution portion. Stay calm. I really like what William Ursery says in Getting Past No, this idea of going to the balcony. There are some times when you're having a conversation with a difficult investor where you kind of need to have a little break. And so the idea there is sometime take a real step back, take a break, everybody separates for a little while. Um, and one way to do this in these, typically this comes up in phone calls, is to say, you know, you've brought up some really interesting things here. Let me do some research on a couple of issues that I have, and then can I call you back in an hour? That way you now get to go to the balcony, you get to take a break, and you can really evaluate and uh, level your emotions as well. Um, Number seven. Now, state your positive intent. You are trying to do the best thing possible for your investors. If you're in this program and you're watching this video, you've already committed that you are a morally good person and that you are the kind of person that wants to make your investors money and you know that the more money you make your investors, ultimately the much, much more money you're gonna make yourself. So make it clear that you have that positive intention. This is an investor. This is somebody who trusted you with their money and somebody who you want to make money for, right? That's why you're here. That's why you are a syndicator. So state that intention so that they understand that you want the very, very best for them and all the other investors. Uh, Number eight, use I statements
this is a two-parter. Uh, so we do I statements because it's less attacking than a you statement because you is kind of accusatory. I statements is I feel, I, I know, I think, uh, those things like that. They give a barrier and a buffer in order to uh, not feel accusatory. And if you can, make a decision and give your basis. And if necessary, in um, steps number nine, repeat steps one to five. And you may need to come back to, to your six through nine again, but um, most of the time it should be able to be resolved by then. Now, I alluded to uh, these people who are the uh, think they know it alls and what the sometimes the best solution is. Um, and know that this is in your back pocket. Uh, and it may not be always in your back pocket, but it's always an option. You just may have to figure out how you could make it happen. Um, and they obviously would have to agree. Sometimes, I'm going to write it down because it's important. Best solution is to buy them out. You may have to make a decision that uh, it would be much easier, your life would be much easier, the investment would run smoother, your business would run smoother if you could just buy them out. If you're, at, if you're telling your, them yourself that I wish this person would just go away forever and I'd never hear from them again, the solution may be trying to see if you could find a way to resolve this with them to buy them out. My wish for you is to never have to deal with a difficult investor, for you to have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of very happy investors and all of them easy. Unfortunately, that's probably not gonna happen. The more investors you have, the more likely it is you're going to end up with a difficult one or two, and it's just inevitable. It's gonna happen as you keep going down this game. Now, does that mean we freak out and don't do it? Absolutely not, because it's still worth it at the end of the day. We just need to make sure that we maintain control to keep inve uh, difficult investors, A, from becoming difficult, and then B, uh, if they do become difficult, ways to manage that difficulty that we're having with them. Investors at the end of the day are entitled to get what you told them you were gonna give them. So they're entitled to your very best work and so they should definitely get that. They're entitled to communication and you should be giving that to them as well. They need to know what's going on. When I'm talking about difficult investors, I'm not talking about people who are just getting what they're entitled to properly. They're the people who take it to the next step, who are people who are just over asking, over annoying, criticizing, things like that. You will end up with one, unfortunately. It is a fact of life. But hopefully this video will help give you some guidance in order to make it a little less painful. Now, my name is Tilda Muschietti. I am a syndication attorney with the Muschietti Syndication Law Group. How do I know so much about difficult investors? Because I've had a few. 
I do a lot of deals for myself in addition to helping my clients uh, put together their own deals, syndications, funds, raise capital for their businesses. Sometimes it happens where they have a difficult investor and I counsel them on the best ways forward with that too. Now, if I can help you put your syndication together, your fund together, raise money for your business under Regulation D, Rule 506B, or Rule 506C, please give us a call. I'd be happy to talk with you and hopefully help keep you away from having to deal with difficult investors yourself.